Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. It is a judiciary night. We'll cross to Rugby League Central right through the show as Jack Whiten and the Raiders attempt to save his finals campaign. Plus, the teams are in and Peter Sterling is here. Broncos fullback Darius Boyd is on and the bizarre twist in the case of the All Blacks Hotel hidden microphone. Welcome to the Rush Hello Hour. to you, Peter Sterling. Hello, Dan. How are you doing? I'm going all right. You've been in traffic all day. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to be up for this? Uh, yeah. To anybody out there listening, don't go anywhere near Lane Cove Road. Apparently, there was a water main burst this morning, and it's still causing major problems late this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I got here and um, I'm ready for a finals weekend, as I know you are. That blow up is not uh, bung on for the radio. Let me assure you, uh, Jack Whiten. We're about to go to the judiciary. Do you have any idea how this is going to play out? No, I would be letting him off. <laughs> I've been wrong plenty of times before. So look, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'd hate to see him miss this weekend, and if he does, it's a big blow to campus chances. There's no no doubt about that. This is the, now this is the point of the show. Every time we do a judiciary night, where we pump it up all day, and then we cross there, and they say, "Oh, <laughs> it's not starting for an hour because someone's late." Liam Cox from Channel Seven News and uh, Triple M NRL. Hello to you, Dan Peter. Good evening. Guess what? N- no. What? Someone's late. Bob oh, Linder from Queensland oh, coming geez. down. So, uh, yeah, about a half an hour delay tonight. Boys oh. aren't fortunately. Fair dinkum. Well, well, are there get, not three if, if people get, in Sydney they could have got? <laughs> well, you'd think so, but, yeah, they've or, flown him down, so, yeah, enough. no, Joy will be here for a long evening, I imagine. Okay, what's the prevailing feeling down there? Ricky was quite uh, uh, vocal. Um, he he has uh, gone as hard as anyone has gone before a judiciary hearing. What's the vibe down there about, about how this is going to play out? Oh, well, the vibe from Ricky is anger. He's absolutely seething that this has disrupted their preparation ahead of this final. He believes they should not be here, that it wasn't a shoulder charge. And, look, the overall feeling from the media, from the public, from the fans that I've spoken to is that it's not fair, that Michael Ennis was let off for a tackle that was very similar. And Jack Whiten, his finals fate is on the line here tonight. He could be rubbed out for the rest of the season. A young bloke that could miss his finals campaign, potentially a grand final. And that is a feeling on the street. That is a word on the street, that it's, that it's unfair that the NRL judiciary is inconsistent, the match review committee is inconsistent, and, uh, yeah, the rugby league fans are blowing up everywhere, Dan and Peter. Mm. Liam, do you think the fact that it's the Michael Ennis situation is out in the press and, you know, on the back page of one of the papers today showing his arm away from the body, do you think that that puts some pressure on tonight? I, I know that you know, that the people on the panel will go and make their own decision. But the very fact that's been brought up, I know it can't be used in his defence tonight in relation to Jack Whiten, but the fact that it's out there, does that play a role this evening at all, do you think? Absolutely, and that was perpetuated by the NRL, unprecedented yesterday that the NRL sent out a press release explaining why he wasn't charged and then produced some still images to to uh, to prove that theory. But if you break down the Jack Whiten tackle, as we are about to do on, uh, on 7 News tonight, I know they did on Fox last night as well, if you break that down and look at the stills, Jack Whiten, his arm is not tucked, his arm is also away from his body, so I'm sure that will form part of his defence. Ricky Stewart insists that it wasn't a shoulder charge, it was just the collision, an accident, and these things happen in rugby league. All right, we'll let you go, Liam. You've got some stuff to do for seven, but we'll keep crossing to you, uh, especially after 6.30 when the thing actually starts. So it won't start <laughs> until 6.30. Thank you, Liam. 
Thanks, boys. There we go. Uh, Liam Cox. I saw that picture in the paper, as we all did in, in the Daily Telegraph. I'm not sure if they ran it in the Courier Mail. I didn't think it was as cut and dried. Now, I'd love to see White and play this week. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't. I saw that and thought, well, that, I'm not sure that makes him as not guilty as, as the uh, headline suggests. Yeah, look, I, I don't know. I haven't had a look at, you know, it's it's a pretty grainy shot. I haven't seen it in um, you know, high definition anywhere at all. So... I'll be keen to hear what the decision is tonight, as everybody, and, and then I guess there'll be a post-mortem either way. He can lose the case, then go for the downgrade, which might be the compromise. Where, where yeah. if he was to get a downgrade, I think it's a week. I don't know his prior situation. I'll look that up, but it would be one week, uh, not three. So that may be where we, we end up. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. We'll talk footy. Some big changes here to finals week one. The power ranking's coming up. Darius Boyd a little bit later on. It is the Rush Hour, and we do it for Nicorette Quick Mist for fast relief from Siggy Cravings. Use only as directed. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. I'm going to be... Yes, we do the rush hour for Nicorette Quick Mist. And any time we do league on the show, it is for Totally Workwear. Find your local store at totallyworkwear.com.au. Triple M NRL, the home of the finals. Uh, there is nothing happening at the judiciary. In fact, can we bring up Liam Cox's microphone for a moment? Yes, that's what's... No, that's, nothing uh, happening. No, that's what's going on at the NRL. 6.30 will start the Jack White case because a flight was late. Uh, some team news, Peter Sterling. Okay. Canterbury uh, have brought in Tyrone Phillips to fill the wing spot, vacated by Brett Morris, who moves to fullback to fill in for the vacated Will Hopawati. Let me ask you a question on the back of that, Dan. Do you think that that means Will Hopawati doesn't play first grade again this year? Because if he doesn't play this Sunday, no... I'm assuming he probably wouldn't be playing grand final day. So do you, if he's not going to be there, do you run with what you've got if they go through to a second and a third week? Well, Hopawati is a... You, the one thing about he has been consistent about his religious beliefs. Well, that's there that's is what not I mean. a chance he will play the grand. Fo- there cannot be a chance because he will come across as a hypocrite. Even if it's you know, who are we to judge his faith? But if he chooses not to play rounds one to twenty six and the first week of finals, but comes back for the GF, people are going to say, "Well, you're a hypocrite." Right. And and it doesn't. I know it's not. I'm not saying it's right. No, no, no. I, I, that's why I've, I've I've asked the question because you would tend to think that maybe he won't play first grade again this year with that decision being made for this first week. Okay, so they, they, they beat Penrith, they play, doesn't matter, Cronulla or Canberra. Would you rather Tyrone Phillips or Will Hopawati on the wing? Let's assume Morris is now fullback now for the rest of their run. Well, I don't know. That's, that's, that's the decision that needs to be made because if they keep going through then they might have to, you know, they're going to have to make another change further down down the track. I guess a lot of it will depend on how Tyrone Roberts plays yeah. this Sunday against Penrith um, and whether that's good enough form to, to maintain a spot the following week and how Brett Morris handles fullback. My memory is he was pretty good. He played a bit mid-season, didn't he, to fill in, and yeah. um, he was quite competent in there. Well, it had, had some pace about him. Well, I know Brett Morris is going to be very good at fullback. Well, you and Joey and basically any expert... Um, every expert has said uh, has said after last week it's time to put him there yeah, because Hopawati so. is a, is a safe fullback, but you, they need something a bit more dynamic. Well, his positional play last week was superb, Will Hopawati, but it's a he's a different beast uh, with ball in hand. Is Brett Morris? Uh, Cronulla Ricky Latelli is in for Joseph Paulo. Now we can just about put the pen through Joseph for the season. Unfortunately, there was a hope he was going to get he was going to be back in a couple of weeks if they if they went that far, but. 
Uh, I was speaking to Gal last night off here, and I think it's been confirmed today that he's basically done. So uh, that means that um, so Ricky Lotelli is in. Jared Beal goes back to the bench. So they're going back to that basically 16-man team with that reserve um, that Shane Flanagan's used a lot this year. Yeah, it's worked really well for them also, and you know that certainly covers any injuries to their outside backs, and they've had a few of those. Uh, I think of recent times Luke Lewis has had to slot in there sort of every now and then. So I don't think it's too much of a, a problem for them. He's had a nice season for them as Joseph Paulo. He's been a, a pretty decent pickup from Parramatta and some nice touches again against Melbourne last weekend. It's being reported that uh, Josh Maguire is in doubt for the Broncos. I'm not sure what the affliction is. Um, he Mystery did, virus. didn't train and uh, Joe Offerhen Gowie and Jonas Pearson have been brought on as standby, 18 and 19. Um, and there's only, what, three days until the game. Matt Scott is back for the Cowboys. Uh, Jonathan Thurston apparently is not 100% either, but um, is expected to play. Let me play this for you, Stella. Sam Thiday was in very good form today. Um, and uh, he gave a press conference. He gave it to the media. He gave it to Jared Hayne. It was all very humorous. I deserve a rest, don't I? I've trained They'll be coming up the the, uh, the highway and, and making sure they bring their A game to try and uh, beat us at Suncorp Stadium. Whoa! <laughs> what is brought up in the meetings, mate? What's brought up in the meetings? Can't tell you a secret. There's no guarantee in him playing, actually, so he might have a dream tomorrow night and leave the game again and, don't know, take up water polo or something. <laughs> Who knows? Um, people say that rugby league players are pretty dumb, but, um, you know, people confuse us a fair bit and... The judiciary system has probably done that again. So it's confusing for you. It's conf- twice as confusing for me. Uh, you've got a you've got a college degree. I've got nothing. He's in a good frame of mind, is Sam? <laughs> I think he's their key man, Dan. I know that they're experienced. I know they've got a great. I think he's the man. I, th- I think that he provides the energy, the enthusiasm. Uh, he's the heart of, of the team, isn't he? I, I think in many ways, I uh, don't like to use the term, but I think he's kind of the spiritual leader to a large degree, and when he fires, I think Brisbane fire. All right, power rankings coming up shortly, and uh, we'll cross to the judiciary once that starts, hopefully in about 10 minutes. It's the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Okay, let's update the judiciary, Sturlo. There's actually nothing to update in terms of the... Case. No, no, that's Liam Cox. Oh, we're doing it for real, aren't we? He's picked up. No, we did. That was his microphone. I know. I understand. Liam, can you be careful? Don't leave the microphone outside. Someone might pinch it, mate. That that gear's about four, that's worth about four grand. Yeah, sorry, boys. I'm doing radio. I'm doing TV. I'm doing a million things here. I'm the, I'm the John Plath of media. I'm just filling every spot. Needed. All right, okay. Great glass hang on, in case hang of emergency. On. You've just said you're doing two things and you've spread it out to be a million. Well done. <laughs> All right. I'm nice in the media, Sterlo. We dramatise things, mate. <laughs> what What's happening, Liam? Well, uh, my colleague, my comrade from Channel 9, Neil Brain, uh, actually stitched me up a bit. It wasn't, um, it wasn't Bobby Linda that missed his flight. It was Chris McKenna, actually. So they've had to call Royce Ailiff in locally from Sydney to, uh, to join the panel uh, with Sean Garlick. So we're looking to get underway, hopefully, uh, in the next five to ten minutes. But, uh, well, are they here? Yeah, it's a bit of a stitch-up. Are they there? The, 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 so, uh, or Ailiff, if, is, if he's the replacement, has he turned up yet? No, nah, we're still waiting on him. He's got the late oh. call up off the bench. <laughs> he, he might have had to go, go by Lane Cave Road. He might not get there tonight. <laughs> let it go. Peter, let it go. Thank you, Liam. We'll come to you uh, shortly, hopefully with uh, any news. Not just some good news, but any news. Uh, let's do this now. Go, go on, Stella. 
I just, Dan, on the weekend, if you're speaking to Rabs, can you get him to say Bob Lindner? Please? Oh, he, he can't get his mouth around it? Physical impossibility. It's always Bob Lindner. What's the one you can't do? Oh, there's one at Royal oh, Randwick I can't do. Royal uh, Randwick. No, I can't I, do it. I struggle with Chakayaho at times. His first name especially. Swiss. Let's do this. <laughs> Thank you. Sterlo's Power Rankings. Uh, we got the word from the top level. We continue this right through to the grand final. God knows what we'll do in the last couple of weeks, but Ty Power's footy final sale gives you the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo tyres. See in-store or online. Eight teams remaining, so that gives us... Eight. Gold Coast Titans, Dan, have done a fantastic job making the finals. They were never going to, to beat North Queensland last, last week, but they were never really out of the game, and I think that's probably how they'll be against a, you know, a final side this weekend. Um, they've done a great job, but I don't see them being any higher than eight. Seven. Bulldogs, I think they're really struggling. Uh, difficult for them to come up with something that's less predictable than what we've seen in recent times. That makes them fairly comfortable to handle. The big plus for them, and I mean big, is Sam Cassiano back this weekend. That will help. Six. I'd like to put them a little bit higher, but I think Penrith uh, probably fall into the sixth category. Um, I think Matt Moylan is the form player coming into the final, so that's mm. a, a huge bonus for them. Maybe lack a little bit of experience. Um, that might count against them, but uh, I, I think they'll get past the Bulldogs this weekend Any and pro- progress. It nerves a problem. Only, I think, six of the 17 have ever played finals. Yeah, look, that, that might be a little bit, but I think... I think Anthony Griffin is the kind of coach that can take nerves out of anybody just through his own demeanour. So I think he'll play a key role there. Five. I've got the Canberra Raiders out to five. I know they've won a stack of games in a row and they've got a top four finish. Blake Austin's a big question mark for me. I, I, I think they'll really struggle if they don't get him back into the side. Sam Williams has done a, a decent job there in his absence in the past, but I think Austin hurts them enormously. Okay. Four. The... Um, Brisbane Broncos, just on the fact that they are so experienced. Uh, they have a coach who knows all about this time of the year. Uh, they were poor last week, but they were fantastic the week before. Um, we know that they know what it takes to win finals football, and they start at Suncorp Stadium this weekend. I see them going through to week two. All right, well. that leaves us Melbourne, Cronulla, North Queensland. Three. Yeah, Cronulla's three. I wasn't that put off by them last week. I know that the scoreline, I think 26-6 against them, says that Melbourne had them covered comfortably, but they created a lot of chances and just didn't get the ball over the line. I thought Melbourne were pretty much at their best. I see a lot of improvement, Cronulla. They're still my tip to win the premiership, despite the fact being at three. Okay. Two. Melbourne Storm, fantastic last week. Uh, Not so good against the, the Brisbane side the week before that, so there is a bit of a conflict there. But, uh, yeah, Craig Bellamy's got his, his big guns firing. And, you know, the likes of Cameron Munster coming in for Billy Slater has made them a much more formidable outfit than I expected them to be at this time of the year. Well, that leaves us... One. I've got the defending premiers, wow. North Queensland, on top. Uh, and, again, that's based on the fact that last weekend they secured fourth position. Last year, if you remember, they got beaten week one of the finals, won their next three and took out their, their maiden title. They had that luxury game. Whether they'll need to call on that, I don't know. But the fact that they're in the top four and that everybody's really playing good football, they are a patient football team, and they have Jonathan Thurston. They're number one. They lost last year, week one. Do they have to win this game against Melbourne? 
to win the Premiership? No, they don't. No, I, I can see them winning all four, I, or I can see them having to do it the tough way, but they have an opportunity nope. to do so. There we go. Sterlo's power rankings, always a bit of a surprise in there, and that was thanks to Tyre Power. Uh, judiciary update coming up right after this, as well as a sports update. Rush Hour, Triple M for Nicorette. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Triple M, I'm guessing that's not your favourite song, Peter Sterling. I don't mind it. Okay, right. fair enough. I thought I knew your taste a bit better. Uh, you can call us any time, one triple three five three. Let's go to Liam Cox. Liam, have they started yet at the judiciary? Nothing doing, Dan. Still awaiting Royce Ailiff. Jack Whiten is sitting inside, sweating bullets. Ricky has steam coming out of his ears. <laughs> oh, oh, how do you get on with Ricky? Let's try and get him for an interview. Yeah, oh, I think like everyone with Ricky, you have your dramas, but then you settle it about two years later after he, uh, you know, forgets that he's got right. a grudge against you and uh, away you go. I like him. He's good for the game. He's passionate. He says something. We need more characters in the yeah. game. Ricky's great. Okay, but it's 6.33 and nothing started yet. Nothing doing. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Sports update. Uh, Rory McElroy has won the latest of the FedEx Cup tournaments. He took the Deutsche Bank trophy in Boston. What about his comeback? He was four over after three holes on the first day and then ended up winning in a canter. I think 15 under was his final score. Jason Day finished in the top 15th and his second in the title race with two events left. So uh, who's the number one at the moment, Dan? Patrick Reed. He had a solid oh, okay. finish. I think he won yep. last week, didn't he? And then he had a solid he finish. Uh, he did, yeah. He finished above day, so two okay. events left there. Um, at 1.30am, the Socceroos can go a long way to booking their 2018 World Cup ticket if they can get the points against UAE in Abu Dhabi. UAE upset Japan in Japan last week. Now... They play 10 matches overall, the Socceroos, so this is not make or break by any means. It's only the second game. But if they can get all three here, Sturlo, that's a very, very handy position to be in. Yeah, and they can take advantage too because Japan had a very, very rough call against them. Ball ball actually went in the net or crossed the line, but it was ruled to be a no goal. That would have been an equaliser for them. So uh, that's that's a plus for the other teams, like okay. Australia. Uh, and remember a few weeks ago, do you remember that story when the All Blacks found a listening device in their Sydney yeah. hotel meeting room? Well, the story is still bubbling, and it may have taken a turn. The Sydney Morning Herald today reported New South Wales police are still pursuing the matter, despite the fact New Zealand rugby were happy to let it go. And get this. The idea of someone from New Zealand rugby planning the device has not been ruled out. So an inside job? An inside... Possibly. <laughs> well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't get it either. It's reverse, reverse psychology. It's one of those great things. They've gone to the police, the Herald, and said, well, can you deny that it's a New Zealand... that someone from New Zealand rugby... And they've gone, no, we can't confirm nor deny. So obviously now, it's a massive story. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the Machiavellian nature of just saying, let's make everyone think the Australians did this, but we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, that's beautiful stuff. But what they should have done is gone a step further and, and planted some evidence elsewhere to incriminate even further. <laughs> that is a sports update for Magic Glass. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. This is the Rush Hour getting you ready for finals and it starts on Friday. Brisbane Gold Coast, what a what a way to start things off. Hopefully it's a full house. It'll be very close. And this bloke we're about to speak to, Sterlo. Look, Ben Barber's probably going to be fullback of the year. But I'm tell- this guy does not make a mistake. He is an absolute rock. 
Well, you could say that every season, and that's why he's played so much rep footy, uh, constant when it comes to, to origin football for Queensland. And until we've given him such a rap, he was mistake-free. He'll probably put the first one down on the weekend, and we apologise for that. Darius Boyd, well, firstly, welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Do you know how many mistakes we've got? I've got the stat in front of me. How many statistical errors do you think you've made this entire season? Oh, I don't know. Not too many, hopefully. But I just, yeah, I like to be pretty safe and, I suppose, get a bit of respect and, and that's from the team and know that I do my job as best I can each week for them. Four. Four. Easily the number one amongst fullbacks. Well, well he's not having a go then. He's not getting near the ball. He's, <laughs> he's, he's letting everyone else do the tackling. He's, well, he's not putting his body on the line. Exactly. Come on, mate. Uh, um, you come off, I think, a, a pretty poor overall team performance last week, Darius. I know you got the win against the Roosters. Is there any concern out of that 80 minutes going into finals on the back of it? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it was one of those games where obviously it wasn't our best performance, but um, I think the positives I take out of it, we um, did turn it around and we did come back in that second half and, and managed to still get the win. But I think after a great performance in Melbourne the week before and I suppose knowing we were in finals and kind of, I suppose, deep down just wanting to get through and unscathed with injury-free, I think maybe that was in the back of our minds. But we've had a great start this week, so I can't see anything um, being a problem for the Friday night. Now, I know that number ones don't normally come together, but obviously there'll be a, a, a spotlight with the fact that um, Jared Hayne is involved in this game, up basically against yourself. Uh, what have you made of Jared's comeback, and what are you expecting from him this weekend? Yeah, I think it's been um, great to have, obviously, firstly to have him back, but the way he's played in m- most of his games, I think, um, I remember I watched his first game. I made sure I stayed home and watched it. I was um, interested to see how he'd play, and I was like, excited to have him back in our game, and I think he's been playing really well and um, obviously it's tough to, I suppose, not only get back into the swing of things but fit into a new team and, and how they play. It's always tough going to a new club and, and working your way, especially when you're a ball player. But um, he's such a damaging runner as well. He can do pretty much anything in the game. So, um, yeah, we'll have a handful on Friday night. Uh, just quickly, Darius, uh, this might be a prickly one, but Newcastle, they're hitting depths that we have not seen in a long time. Are you shocked that they've fallen this far? Um, well, obviously, yeah, I am shocked. I mean, it's um, they've had some issues over the years, the last few years that I was there, and, and even and now, I suppose, with um, changing of the guard and, and, and coaching staff and players and, and all that kind of stuff, which is a, is a tough, I suppose, a tough thing and a tough challenge. But at the end of the day, they're, they're on the way up. They're only they're playing a lot of young guys, and they're doing all the things that they can to, I suppose, move forward in the future. And it might take them a few mm. years, but um, they're on the right track, and that's the main thing, could, I guess. Could you see them bottoming out though? When you left a couple of years ago, did you think, yeah, they're they're going to they're going to get a lot worse before they get better? Oh no, I didn't originally. I mean, I think they've had a lot of player turnover as myself has left, and then um, Gidley and Jeremy Smith, um, Cade Snow. They've had a lot of guys that have retired and. Uh, James McManus, a lot of guys retiring yeah. or all left. And I suppose when you have that quality of, of player leave and not a lot come in, uh, I think they have had too much luck with injury as well. So it all plays a part. New coaching staff, I think, a new vibe around the group. So it does take time, but I'm, I'm sure they'll um, be on the right track going forward. It's an elimination game. Um, how do you feel about that? Are, are you, you don't appear to be the nervous type, but uh, when you haven't got a safety net, how does that feel going into this weekend? Yeah, I think you do get a little bit nervous. I think just knowing that you don't really have anywhere to fall back on, I guess. But um, I suppose final footy, it brings the best out in everyone. And I think um, this is what you play rugby league for, like I said earlier. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm hoping our team is and we put in a good performance in front of our home fans. All right, well, we're looking forward to it. Uh, it's a promoter's dream. Broncos, Gold Coast will be on here from 6 o'clock. But Darius, good luck to you. All the best, mate. Cheers.
There Darius, is, thanks for having me. Darius Boyd, always good to speak to him here on uh, Triple M. And um, you got one thing to say there, Stella? Oh, I just I can't believe that you mentioned the errors count up to this stage because well, you know, you I, just know what you've done to him. Well, I got bad news. I wasn't news. a part of it, okay? I got bad news. That was an old sheet I had. Ah. <laughs> it's now five. <laughs> he's now made. He's still easily number one in the NRL. This is the uh, rush hour here on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Stolo, let's go to the fast that is the NRL judiciary. Liam Cox from Channel 7 and Triple M NRL. What's going on? Dan, you summed that up very well. It is a farce. It's become embarrassing. We're still waiting for Royce Ailiff to show up. <laughs> Fair dinkum. We have a laugh about it, but and I love the NRL. It's so good. But doesn't Royce live in the, doesn't we Royce live in the eastern country. suburbs? I'm not sure where he lives, but it's just... Uh, yeah, but yeah, have you tried to drive in the east lately, Sturlo? It's a bloody nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that so. is. I can attest to that. All right. Awful. Okay. All right. So uh, uh, do we have any idea when this is going to start? Not sure. Not sure, but Jack White's <laughs> pacing going? up and down. The, awful. Pacing up and down the hallways. He had to go to the toilet for a nervous wee. We got four young blokes who have uh, driven up from Canberra just to just to see the result and, and support Jack White. And they've, they've got to get back to Canberra tonight. They've got to work in the morning. No, I don't think they do have to work. If they're taking the day off to drive to Sydney to go to support Jack White and Stoller... No, they came up after work. They came up after That's work. That's unbelievable. Devout supporters. How good That's is it? That's unbelievable. Come on, Todd, give them their prelim final if they get a, if they win this week. All right, so uh, unless you can drag Ricky Stewart out for a chat, uh, Liam, we might we might bid farewell. Righto, boys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, there we go, Peter Sterling. What do you make of that? I'm not that surprised, Dan. Um, and but what the worst part will be is if all after all of this wait, it takes two minutes to give the decision. Can you imagine? <laughs> when, when oh, but can there. you imagine now? There's a part of me that. I can just envisage if Jack gets done, the blow-up that'll come from Ricky. Now, we all want Jack to play in the finals, but there is a silver lining if it goes against him, just well, for the pure blow-up. He's got a football team to prepare. He, he, uh, and um, I don't know how much... Has he got any suspended money riding over the top of camera you know, at the moment? I don't think he's had a blow-up in a while. In fact, let's, have, let's play this. This is what he said earlier today. Well, I was just gobsmacked. I... I couldn't understand it. Um, we wouldn't be going up to uh, defend it for a not guilty uh, charge if we weren't confident. And I've, I've been involved in a, um, a number of cases over the years as a coach with players and this is the most confident I've been in regards to uh, getting Jack off. Uh, interesting choice of words, but yes, there, there's uh, the theme there from uh, Ricky. Uh, so... Uh, we wait and see. Let's do this. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au Sports update. Come on, mind out of the gutter, everyone. Swans youngster Callum Mills has won the AFL's Rising Star Award. He's the third Sydney player to do so. If you missed it from earlier, league news for uh, Bryden's lawyers protecting your future. Tyrone Phillips is the player who replaces Will Hopawati in the Bulldogs lineup this weekend. Matt Scott returns to the Cowboys team after a week off with a broken finger. At Cronulla, Ricky Latelli is in for the injured Joseph Paulo. And this weekend, there will be a college football game in the States that is expected to have a home crowd of 150 to 160,000 people. A NASCAR oval track in Tennessee has been converted into a football field and will host. Uh, Tennessee versus Virginia Tech. The feature is a 700-ton structure hanging mid-air in the middle of the arena with four video screens attached. 160,000 people. 
I can only assume they've got ACDC playing, um, Rolling Stones will be there. There's, there's got to be a string of bands on after the game. Here's sure. what happened. 40,000 tickets were given to the Tennessee students, 40,000 to Virginia Tech, 70,000 plus public, 70,000 plus snapped up instantly. Uh, it's it's bizarre to see that. I mean, you, you might, it's like the old... Uh, did you ever sit in those uh, stands at the end of the the northern southern end of um, Olympic Stadium before they got torn down? No, I didn't. I no. watched a grand final from there. Uh, <laughs> you needed binoculars. It was uh, it was uh, I was going to say something else there, but I shouldn't say that. But um, no, it's uh, it's quite far away. But there you go. A Guinness World Record is going to be set. Uh, we've only got a minute left here, Sturlo. Uh, have you got any sure things for the finals uh, opening weekend? No, not really. It's a nice way to go into it as well. Um, I'm I'm doing the, the the Brisbane game on Friday. Mm-hmm. I expect Brisbane at home to be too good uh, for the Gold Coast Titans. Um, so I think that they'll be probably comfortable winners this weekend. Then I'm down to Canberra, oh. and that could go either way. Uh, I I'm, I wasn't that disappointed with Cronulla last week, so I expect them to be really tough opposition. But the one thing we know about the Raiders, boy, can they score some points? And then on on Sunday, I, I think Penrith win, and I think that, again, on the back of the fact that they can get the ball over the line um, better than their opposition on Sunday, they'll, right. they might run up a bit of a scoreline as well. All right, we've got to go. Sorry we couldn't give you the white and verdict, but uh, Sterlo, I'll talk to you on the podcast. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed.